Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as thanks always, as always, thanks for tuning in. Hope you had a very happy and safe Fourth of July weekend. I know, watching from my apartment in downtown Detroit last night, people certainly had a good time. Uh, the 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 fireworks displays all the way across the horizon were unbelievable and people really firing off uh, big shells so I hope I hope everyone uh, did that safely and uh, is ready to move back into a more calm period uh, of, of celebration I guess uh, a little later in the show we're going to talk about the slogan make America great again Donald Trump is of course using that uh, for his presidential campaign we're going to talk about what that means and what that means to different people and we're absolutely going to want to hear from you at Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. About what you think the slogan "Make America Great Again" means? Is it something that you can get behind? Is it something that's got you excited for this presidential cycle, or is it something that offends you? Is it something that you feel like leaves you out of the conversation? But first, the U.S. Supreme Court recently split on whether President Barack Obama's immigration reforms could stand. The four-four split means the executive actions aren't going to be in effect, at least for now. And families could be split up and subject to deportation. It's the latest in a really long list of immigration issues that could play a role in the upcoming presidential election. While Republican Donald Trump has received a lot of attention for the wall, he says he wants to build along the border with Mexico. Here in Metro Detroit, we also pay close attention to how the candidates feel about immigration from the Middle East. Of course, our our neighborhood, our community is home to more immigrants from the Middle East than any other place here in America. So here to talk about how immigration might affect voters in our area and how they're hearing the things that are being said in the presidential campaign is Haig Oshigan. He is an associate professor of communication with a specialization in ethnic and minority media at Wayne State University. He's also the founder of New Michigan Media. Hi, welcome to Detroit Today. Stephen, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so talk. let's talk first about this split on the Supreme Court. Very important decision. I think I, my expectation when the case got to the Supreme Court, because you still had Justice Scalia there, was that uh, the president would lose anyway. Uh, but, but the president's efforts here really, uh, I think, helped frame the big picture conversation about uh, immigration in this country. We have not been able to get Congress to act in a way that would change uh, the circumstances for uh, immigrant populations who face a number of challenges that are different uh, today than they did years ago. And so the president has decided that he would act on his own to try to to try to deal with a, a very discreet problem. Uh, talk about how that plays, though, in communities here in Metro Detroit when uh, when things like this happen in advance of an election where immigration is a pretty central issue? I think immigration will be a central issue in the election, especially in certain states and for certain population groups. Um, it's unfortunate, the Supreme Court inaction, essentially, but I agree. I think Scalia's presence would have probably resulted in, in something similar. In the same similar, thing. Yeah. If, if Garland had been con uh, mm -hmm. confirmed... 
I think it might have gone the, the it, opposite it, way. It might have, yeah. yeah. And, you know, um, some years ago, I mean, three, four years ago, the, the conversation on immigration was much more substantial and, and much more nuanced and much more reasonable. Um, the, the Senate bill, for example, uh, was an effort for a pathway towards citizenship. That conversation, uh, I think, has um, has lost its... its um, um, sort of uh, content in a real sense. It's become simplified, it's become polarized. It's, it's, uh, Trump has uh, taken over uh, the debate uh, and, um, and unfortunately we seem further away now from any real resolution to the immigration issue than we ever were before. Yeah, yeah. Um, after a while it seemed like we were on the verge of coming up with a solution. But it seems as if now it's 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 uh, less likely than it had been before. Yeah, uh, talk about some of the things that that immigrants in this community think about when they think about policy change that might come from Washington. The things that might make life a little easier for them, but then also talk about how they are hearing the messages that are coming out of the campaign in terms of. Uh, in terms of fear, I mean, I, I, I would imagine that there are some folks who are who are quite fearful that Donald Trump could get elected and, and what that might mean for them. You know, I think the most unfortunate thing from the uh, the election rhetoric about uh, immigration is that it's become uh, it's gotten a negative connotation. It's become something to fear and to be afraid of, to control, as it were. Um, and, you know, when you look back at American history, uh, and to use Donald Trump's uh, greatness um, uh, notion, uh, I, you could say easily that America has been made great again and again through immigrants. By immigrants. By immigrants. Right. Um, almost everybody here is an Yeah, that's right. And, and we've had waves and waves of immigrants coming to this nation. I mean, forced immigration of African Americans were the economic backbone of this nation. Um, at the turn of the century, immigrants made New York and Chicago um, immigrants have had a central role in building this nation and making it what it is. And, and to give it sort of this negative uh, tone, um, uh, as if it's, it's, it's a blight on, on, on our na- national scene, is the most unfortunate outcome uh, of immigration. It plays into the worst fears of people, the stranger from outside coming in and, and, and bringing harm. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's, it's almost always just the opposite. Immigrants bring jobs, immigrants bring ideas, immigrants bring dynamism, immigrants bring newness, um, and immigrants help change things for the better. Um, and I think immigrants uh, here or looking at the election campaign um, will want to see that part of the conversation uh, as it addresses their lives. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think Donald Trump and, and I think the Republican Party that has taken sides with him on this issue um, will not only lose out, I think, um, in terms of election numbers, but I think it's a moral loss as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's not how you want to define yourself as an American. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Haig Oshigan. He is Associate Professor of Communication with a specialization in ethnic and minority media at Wayne State University, also the founder of New Michigan Media. We're talking about immigration. We're talking about immigration in the context of the presidential campaign, the things that Donald Trump uh, has said about immigrants, that what he wants to do with immigration policy. We're also talking about the recent 
Supreme Court decision, uh, 4-4 split, means that the the president's action to try to spare some immigrant families, the sort of split that happens when uh, one member is deported, uh, he's not going to be able to enact that policy anymore. And we're sort of leading up to a conversation we're going to have a little later about Make America Great Again. Donald Trump says that is his uh, campaign slogan. What does that mean in the context of immigration? What does that mean in the context of the presidential contest and the way you think of this country? Uh, When you hear Make America Great Again, do you feel inspired or excited about uh, this country? Or do you feel fearful? Do you feel excluded? Uh, Give us a call, 313-577-1019, to talk about either subject. Uh, We're going to go all hour uh, with a couple different segments on this. 313-577-1019 is the number. What do you think about Make America Great Again? And how are you hearing and feeling the message about immigration that is emanating from the presidential campaign and from the headlines. Um, I, I want to ask about uh, about the something specific that Donald Trump has been talking about that I think really affects people here in Metro Detroit. This this idea of a religious test for immigrants. Uh, he says. Well, he says a lot of different things, right? Uh, he comes out and says we need to, to, to stop all Muslims from coming into the country for a while. Uh, then he comes out and says, well, we could talk about that. I mean, he's sort of all over the map. But just the, the, the sense of Muslim immigrants being treated differently than everybody else who chooses to come to this country, I think that resonates differently here in Metro Detroit than it does in other parts of the country. Well, obviously, it's 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 a it's an awful thing to say to to create a measure uh, on on uh, on religion. Um, I'm not, I think, worried about this though. I mean, I, our nation has gone through these sorts of spasms in the past. You know, every group has been vilified over over time. If you look back at it, uh, whether it's the Irish or whether it's the Catholics, um, you know, or the Jews uh, or Japanese Americans. Um, we have a real history of singling people out yeah. for their race, for their country of origin, origin for their religion. It's yeah. not new. It's not new, and 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 yet it's it's one of the most amazing aspects of of of, uh, of our nation is that it it sort of redresses, it fixes itself, it 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 does a course correction at some point, and and I think it, you know this this conversation that 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 this tone of the conversation uh, and the way in which Trump has talked about it, I, I don't think will go very far. I think it's it's a it's a passing uh, moment, and and. Um, I think with the new administration um, and and with the Congress, uh, it it will not go in the direction that Trump is talking about. Yeah, uh, I'm not even sure how how much he believes in it. it. It's it's almost cynical in the way he uses sort of the base sense of nationalism to try to exclude everybody else. Um, I don't think America is that kind of a place. Uh, it's never it's it as I said it, there are periods of it, but I don't think it's that kind of a place. I know it's not that kind of a place, and I don't think it will hold. It will hold very long. Yeah. Um, here locally, obviously, it hurts every immigrant, uh, from Arab Americans to uh, Latino Americans uh, to any other group who's here. Um, you know, the, the the as I said at the beginning, though, the, the most unfortunate thing is that the our debate on immigration should be one uh, a positive one of of the of all the positives that immigrants bring um, to our nation, and and not 
framing it in this sort of negative tone of, of control and exclusion. Um, I can give you some quick numbers, sure. Stephen. Sure. Um, a third of all high-tech startups in Michigan are by immigrants. A uh, quarter of all patents filed in Michigan are by immigrants. Um, 16% of all businesses in Michigan are immigrant businesses. The only population growth, or the majority of the population growth in the state, which lost population over the last census, is... It's for people uh, coming from it, other countries. And it's through the immigrants who are already here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Latinos employ about 20,000 people in Michigan. Uh, Asian Americans employ about 67,000 people in Michigan. Arab Americans employ 140,000 people in Michigan and put in s- over $600 million a year into the Michigan tax base. Um, this, this is huge economic input into, uh, into Michigan. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not even talking here about unauthorized immigrants. Right. By estimates, if you, excluded, uh, if you took out unauthorized immigrants uh, from Michigan, uh, it would affect the economy. We would lose about 20,000 jobs in Michigan and $4 billion. Um, that's in economic activity. The economic impact of removing unauthorized immigrants from Michigan. Um, so so why, why should we look at this as a negative? Why should not we look at this as, as a way of improving our environment, of, if, of an influx of money and of youth and of energy and of people? Um, and Michigan in particular is, is, is a place that needs all of these things. Uh, Detroit as a city needs population growth, For needs growth. investment. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it seems like just a few years ago we were arguing over what the path to citizenship might look like right. for those who are not here legally today, that conversation is on the entirely other other end of the spectrum. That's really, I think that's one of the uh, worst outcomes of this, that the simplification of this, us against them, uh, bad versus good, um, yes or no, um, takes away all the, the the difficulty of creating a path to citizenship for the unauthorized uh, immigrants who are here. And and by all accounts, that needs to be done. Um, it's, it's not... Um, it's the only practical solution. I mean, you can't... You talk about trying to deport millions of people. We've never done that, and there is no practical way... 11 million people, $300 billion. Um, but it's more than just an economic calculation. I mean, it's also a, a human uh, calculation. Absolutely. I mean, these are families, these are people, these are kids born here. These are people who have lived years and years in the U.S. working and establishing themselves and their families. It's 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 not humane to break people up and send back uh, send them back, especially kids who are born here. Um, and and the inaction of Congress has is what forced Obama, President sure. Obama, to to enact DACA and DAPA. And and um, the Supreme Court's decision didn't wasn't a decision passed on the merits of of the idea. Right. It was on executive authority. Right. Does he have the the right, right or the privilege of of doing it? Yeah. Right. Uh, we've got lots of calls here. Uh, let's go to the phones. Max, Max, and Alan Park. Welcome to Detroit today. Uh, good morning, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, after listening to Trump now for <laughs> several months, weeks, it seems like a long time, I can only conclude that uh, he is uh, far more than a nativist. Uh, I, I think his, his appeal is like totally fascistic. And as a Mexican-American, I'm personally offended. I mean, how many Mexican-Americans in my, well, how many Mexican-Americans in general uh, I want you know. I think about my family members who have served in the military since 1940. 
how many of us have to die or you know be affected by wars before we become Americans? His yeah. attack on the judge was horrible, and his attack on like Muslims uh, seems even worse. And now he just recently tweeted uh, that uh, Hillary is controlled by Jewish money. Right. It's yeah. horrible. It's it's like a horrible state of affairs. So Fortunately Max, for him, Max, let me ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah. You're Mexican American. When you hear things like uh, let's build a wall across the <laughs> southern border. When you hear things like uh, uh, maybe we need to think of, of of deporting those who are not here legally. What does uh, what does that say to you? I mean, how do you how do you hear those things? What he's doing is he's appealing to um, a very specific group: angry white men. Okay, people who are angry about the fact that. Uh, you know, um, things have changed to the point where their own grandchildren don't even look like them anymore. You know what I mean? Their sons and daughters, grandchildren, nieces and nephews don't have the same feelings that they did about not crossing particular lines. You know, people, young people these days hook up with, get married to, have children with people that are different, not the same color. You know, right. not the same religion. You know, I, I think that's what really gets to them is when they're looking at their own grandchildren, they're like, <laughs> they're like Rock Hudson and Giant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bush, you know, like the little brown ones, you know, they, right. they, they, you know, they, they, it, it just gets to them. It's not, it's not, it's not Ward, you know, Ward and June Cleaver sure. anymore. It's, yeah. It's like totally different. Yeah. You, so you see it as a pushback against against change, demographic change, economic against change, demographic, those kind of things, yeah. cultural change. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they people get offended. You know, by uh, you know, I go to Dearborn all the time. I, I'm used to women to like seeing women like with like hijabis. Right. 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 And and uh, but I've been hearing this for years. Yeah. You know, the, and it's usually from. Um, you know, the the people that have been here a long time, people with Italian last names, yeah, people right. with Polish last names, <laughs> reacting against. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I hear you, Max. Thank you very much uh, for that call. I appreciate that. Uh, James in Birmingham. James, welcome to Detroit Today. Yes, how are you today? Good, how are you? Good. I wanted to uh, just discuss the uh, constant... Uh, dialogue regarding immigration, which tends to blend in those who have come through the country uh, through the legal, arduous, expensive process and uh, have come here and are contributing, and the uh, large numbers who are coming over uh, without any documentation or inspection and who we are allowing after uh, even detention to just be released into the country by and large, a less educated, less uh, uh, population, less able to contribute to the economy in the way the professor was discussing. But what I'm all about is incentives, and the incentives are very clear, is that if you think that the only reasonable solution is to continue to provide amnesties and allow people who have come over without documentation 
to become citizens eventually, then there is going to be an endless number of people coming over who are not in a situation in their own countries to be provided the benefits they would here. So it's all about incentives, and what you're going to do is make the dialogue completely endless so, by beginning that process. Yeah, so so James, I, before I get to the, to the professor here to answer this, it, it seems like you're making a distinction that I guess I'm not sure I buy into, uh, the, the idea that there's something fundamentally different about uh, the people who come here legally and people who don't come here legally what's what's the basis for you drawing that i mean on on what sort of authority are you really drawing that distinction i'm talking about education level and ability to come into this economy and contribute productively at the beginning okay and that's not a fundamental difference that's just a circumstance it's a circumstantial difference, difference. sure correct yeah. Yeah. all right james thank you very much uh, for the call i want to give uh, high Goshigan a, a a chance to respond um, yeah, let me say. I mean, this is this is an important issue, and and um, and and washing all of immigration or immigrants uh, negatively uh, is unfair. Uh, the way the way the conversation has gone, the, it's a nation of laws, and we have laws about immigration. And um, and the argument for the 11 million immigrants who are here is not one of amnesty, uh, and the president has never suggested amnesty. It's it's to create a way. For, for them to attain citizenship, to pass the tests that legal uh, those who come in legally have to pass. Um, the fact that 11 million people are here um, and, and deporting them is financially uh, a hugely expensive argument. And then in terms of just humanity, to break up all these families um, is not, um, is not is al- it's almost inhumane. Um, those, argue, those two issues argue for coming up with some way of creating a pathway to citizenship, which, as we said earlier, a few years ago, seemed to be a conversation that was actually leading to some kind of a solution. Um, The immigration, uh, the legal immigration in this nation uh, is a different matter. We bring in six, seven hundred thousand people a year into the U.S., uh, legally through the different categories of immigration that we have. Sure. Reunification of families, skills for the U.S. economy, refugees, uh, diversity uh, aspects of immigration. Um, those um, are uh, immigrants that we should welcome, and we should find a way for those who are already here uh, without authorization to be able to lead their lives uh, out of the shadows, as President Obama says. Those are two issues that have to do with immigration, but the overall context should be that immigrants play a vital role in America's economy and that we should be welcoming of immigrants in America and we should find ways of making uh, uh, our cities and our nation a place that welcomes um, uh, people from outside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Oshigan, Associate Professor of Communication with a specialization in ethnic and minority media at Wayne State University and founder of New Michigan Media. Thanks very much for being here for this conversation. Stephen, thank yeah, you very we'll much. We'll have you back soon. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about more about Donald Trump's campaign slogan, Make America Great Again. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Stay with us on the phones, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Oh, 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 oh,